Hi, I'm Reverend Norm Bouchard, Senior Minister of Center for Spiritual Living here in Colorado Springs. Welcome to our service. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We're excited to share with you today's service and we invite you to let others know about our service as well and the inspiration that it brings in your life. You are joining with hundreds of other people from all around the world who gather virtually to be a part of our community. So I invite you to sit back, open up your heart, and enjoy our service. I'll be back with you at the end of our service to share with you other ways to uplift and create the best life yet. Enjoy our service. What an awesome song to really set the tone for what it is that we really need to look at in these very challenging times with this coronavirus. And the line that is so powerful is keeping, keeping our eyes on the sky, that oftentimes we, uh, come on right up, Nelly, with me. So keeping our eyes up and exactly where it is that we need to go. So our theme is opportunities are bound. And in challenging times, that really is the key, that we have these amazing opportunities that come to us um, in challenging times to look at things very, very differently. So um, I found this from Parade Magazine, and I really, really love it. It says, when I'm not feeling my best, I ask myself, what are you going to do about it? I use the negativity to fuel the transformation into a better me. So as we're all being asked to sort of hunker down and be in our homes, we have an amazing opportunity to not buy into all the buzz and all the negativity that is out there. I found myself, I don't know what you're like, but the news, you know, listening to the news over and over and over again, and, and basically it's saying some basic things, and that is don't touch anybody, stay home, hunker down in, and be a part of the solution. And so that's really what we're really looking at today and some of the opportunities that were gonna be presented as well. We cannot selectively numb emotions though. When we numb the painful emotions, we also numb the positive emotions as well. So one of the things that I think is really important during this time period is to feel the feelings. God gave us feelings in order to feel. And so to not feel them and to not express them and to stuff them causes us a lot of neurosis inside and causes us a lot of hurt. And so the feelings are really intense these days. And so one of the things that I think is really important is being able to let go of feelings. So I want to give you a little activity that's going to help you do that because it's intense right now. All the stuff that's being bombarded to and the fears and all those dynamics. So what I'm going to invite you to do with me today is invite you, first of all, just close your eyes. I'm just going to invite you to think about all the feelings that are going on right now in your heart. So in your, in your own mind, just begin to name what some of those feelings are. There may be feelings of fear. What if it doesn't pass? What if we can't find a solution? And allow those feelings to simply bubble up. And now I invite you to take a large breath with me. And as you release that breath, give all those feelings over to the divine. Just allow them to be taken over. 
Take another deep breath with me. And as you release your breath, allow your shoulders to come down and know that you are well supported. Know that all is well. And that feelings simply come and go and we just allow them to go. Allow them to release and remember exactly who we are. Great, now I invite you to open your eyes. That moment of peace that we can give ourselves when we're feeling tense is critically important. So here's going to be our mantra for the week. Say it with me. Feel the feelings, drop the story. Feel the feelings and simply drop the stories. So I know, Millie, you have some stuff that you want to talk about too in this and being able to, uh, to look at what it is that we need to do in, in this interesting and challenging times. What's interesting to me during this time, as some of you may know, and if you don't know, I'm a registered nurse. I have been for 36 years. And having been in the medical field for that long, I just, I've seen so many things come and go. We had swine flu, H1N1, SARS, um, AIDS. There's just so many things that have come and gone, and that has caused a lot of fear, and rightfully so. A lot of times we don't know that we've been exposed. And even in this situation, in coronavirus, we don't know if we have been exposed. All we can do is trust that we are being held by a higher power than what the negativity is and all of the fear is that's going on right now on the planet. It doesn't make it go away. It, was, it is definitely present and it is definitely real, but we still have to be in that place of just knowing that God is all that there is. So to hell with circumstances, I create opportunities. Of course, I want to just put in a little bit of principle there, as in principle is not bound by presidents. Okay, so it doesn't matter what things look like right now. We are being held in the arms of spirit. So don't be disappointed if people refuse to help you. Remember the words of Einstein. I am thankful to all those who said no. Because of them, I did it myself. So I'm going to have have a little story here for you that, um, did you want to start this one back over? You, you can right just go with okay. your story. Um, what is ours to do? Mindful of those less fortunate. These are some of our topics today. And action. So what is ours to do? So that's a really interesting question because so much of this feels helpless. So much of this feels like we don't have any control over what's really happening. But I want you to pay attention to what went wild today on Facebook and also what happened um, with this gentleman and his grandfather. And so, as you know, people in assisted living are not allowed to, uh, to talk with each other or be in the same space with each other. And so what this guy decided to do was he decided that he was going to stay connected with his granddad. So every single day, he brings his lawn chair, and the windows are closed, and he dials his grandfather, and the two of them have this amazing conversation to do. That's what he decided what was his to do. Um, I don't know what you were like, but we were trying to find eggs this week. 
Um, yeah, eggs. Uh, toilet paper and eggs. It's just an amazing dynamic to me that those are the two pieces that we have decided to hoard on. So it was interesting what was mine to do, and so we decided that um, we were going to go to Safeway. Safeway had hours for seniors, anybody 60-plus um, could, could shop between 7 and 9. I am uh, 61 years old, so for the first time I owned it. And, uh, and went there to go get my stuff. So I'm lined up and people were just amazing because you could feel this frenzy, this real frenzy that was beginning to happen. And um, Scott and I happened to go early, so I was the first one at the door. Scott was in the car waiting for me because he isn't 61 like I am. And so I'm waiting at the door and there's this gentleman and they all mask on and there's all this energy. And finally, as I began to, to feel the frenzy, I, um, I told the gentleman, I said, can you feel the energy? Can you feel the energy? And he said, yeah, there's, there's a lot of fright. And I turned around and I said to the folks, can you feel the fright? And everybody began to nod and I said, so I'm wondering if we might want to do something with the fright. And how many of you know this song? And I started, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. And I start singing. And the whole crowd began to sing this let their peace on it. And here's what began to happen. The energy of all the fright just went away. And the smiles that we could see began to happen. And the sight, people, you could read their eyes, those who were wearing masks. And there was this peace. And all of a sudden, the store manager had unlocked the doors and none of us were rushing in. What is ours to do? What I know is, ours is not to buy into fright. Ours is to buy into faith. That faith transforms fear. That prayer has a power on the planet to do good and that we are a part of it. Whether you're doing it with your grandfather, find a way to remove the fear. Find a way to touch and communicate because you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. And that's what we're doing right now. We're called to be strong. Hardship oftentimes prepares ordinary people for extraordinary destinies. It's interesting because C.S. Lewis wrote that many, many, many years ago. I believe something is happening in the world that is calling us to be extraordinary. We are called to let go of all of our attachments to what we think is so important. And we're called to be quiet. We're called to be connected in our homes. We're called to be peaceful on the planet. We're called to let go of all the attachments of what we think we really need and understand that what we really need is to be connected together as one. And so this morning, we are all connected virtually with each other, virtually across the world. And that our energy and our energy that we possess can transform any single thing, whether we're physically in a space or not. Our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes, wrote a wonderful quote that I think is really important for us to understand. He wrote the following. Our divine inheritance is self-sufficiency, perfection, peace, wholeness, and this includes abundance. Self-expression accompaniments happiness. And the nature of God is wholeness. And the nature of wholeness is happiness. In the nature of happiness is peace. And the nature of peace is harmony. And the nature of harmony is joy. 
we have a choice that we can make in this crisis. We can still be at peace and we can still be happy. We can hold a container for the world that is powerful beyond measure. So you must maintain a close communion with your true center. Your creative power is not an act of will. It is rather an act of your willingness to believe. Our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes. I bet you have some things to say about what is ours to do. Of course. <laughs> so as a medical person, you know, and you've heard about some of the shortages that the hospitals are um, experiencing. So our frontline workers being nurses, doctors, um, those who are, you know, out there on the ambulances and stuff, the first responders, firemen, all of these people are in, they're in a challenging situation. And so one of the things that's ours to do is to be mindful of others, is to be mindful of the fact that when you run out to any place and you buy all of the masks and all of the hand sanitizers, not all of the toilet paper, but when you go and you hoard these things, you grab them, that leaves your front line who might have to take care of you or your family. That leaves them vulnerable, more vulnerable than um, they would be if these things were not hoarded by people who really did not need them, who didn't know how to use them. Um, and that is one thing that's on my heart today to mention, and that is to just stop hoarding. There are, the hospitals now are asking for donations of hand sanitizers and of masks and things that could be used by first responders and by our nurses and doctors who are just as exposed, if not more exposed. And with this coronavirus, we're just at the beginning of seeing all of the things that are yet to come. So if you don't have people there to take care of them, if there's none of us there, they even call in the retired nurses out of retirement. Can you come and help us? This is how desperate things have become. Well, I'm finally of an age now where, you know, I'm one of those people that's in danger because I'm in my 60s. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter the age. What the matters is consciousness. Think about what is going on where you are, where I am. I think about my brothers and sisters being out there right on the front line for you and your loved ones without protection, without adequate protection. That is just not right. It is not right. So I'm asking, I'm pleading with you to just leave some for the people that need it the most because these same people might have to take care of you or your loved ones. The other thing I think, Millie, that's really important in that, River Millie, is, the, is our consciousness of that there is more than enough. Mm -hmm. um, if, you, if you look at the fear that's out there around the market being tanked and all those sorts of pieces, we get that sense, and what happens is we restrict. And when we restrict, the universe gets a clear message to restrict to us. And so one of the things that's really important is understanding that there's more than enough to go around. Um, so our second topic that we're going to talk about, Millie's going to talk about this one, is mindfulness of those who are less fortunate. I know you have lots to say about that. And this is something that goes right along with what is ours to do. So I want to tell you a little story. I love stories. I love scripture. And I want to talk to you 
The story I want to use today is the story of Lazarus. And for those of you who don't know the story of Lazarus, let me give you a little background. Lazarus lived in the city of Bethany with his sisters, Martha and Mary. And Lazarus got sick. And um, Martha sent a messenger to Jesus because Jesus was off preaching in the countryside and saying, come, my brother is sick and he will die if you don't come here. So Lazarus, the story. And we're going to use this story as a metaphor for today. I love Matt Lazarus because one thing about this story is it speaks of rising and how can we get above some of the things that has us so bound. Lazarus' name came from the Hebrew name Eleazar or Elazar, which means God has helped. Make a note of that. Lazarus' name points to the God who helps him and us too. Lazarus lived in a time when the coronavirus began its descent on the world. He became caught up in wild hysteria and began to hoard, giving no thoughts to the needs of his fellow man. So Lazarus was out there. He was getting all caught up in this, in the chaos. It's what we are experiencing today. And I want to ask you to just put yourself in Lazarus' position and think of the master teacher Jesus as consciousness, your higher consciousness. So this is a talk between yourself and your higher self. It's all about me. There's not enough. This is Lazarus. He's not today, Corona. I'm wrapped in 15 rolls of Costco toilet paper. <laughs> okay? He went out and he just got caught up in that. I do not for the life of me. I haven't been able to figure out this whole toilet paper thing yet, but you guys get the point. Okay? Just stay with me on this. So Lazarus went out and he got himself all caught up in everything that was going on now. You know, he's, he's hoarding toilet, toilet paper. And there is this rapid lie that's just going around the world. You know, so it's the fad, a.k.a. the lie. Toilet paper will not save you. Okay? It won't. It won't do anything for you, but it, it just won't save you. And coronavirus is not associated with diarrhea, but I digress. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he got caught up in this lie. He has masks. He's making a face shield out of the mask. These blue masks do not protect you from coronavirus. It protects you from sneezing on someone else. Just thought I'd throw that in because I'm a nurse and I do that. You can have my hand sanitizer when you pry it from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> Has 500 bottles, okay? So this is what Lazarus did. Lazarus got himself all wrapped up in what was going on. It's kind of like what's going on with us today. Not kind of, it is what's going on with us today. We rush out, we buy all of the Purell, we buy all of the masks, the good masks, the N95s, those are important, especially for healthcare workers and first responders. So we go out and we buy all these things. And we don't think about anyone else, we don't care. All we care about is what's ours, what we have, and how what's mine, 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 me, me, me. And we stockpile all this stuff, not thinking about the neighbors down the street, 
the medical care workers, if you are one of those people who have stockpiled all of this stuff, I invite you while you're out on your walks. I've seen more people today walk in my neighborhood than I have and since I've lived there. Um, while you're out walking, if you know someone who is elderly, just knock on the door and ask them if they need anything. Share your toilet paper with them and your Purell or whatever else you have hoarded. Because some people, um, we keep reading stories about elderly people who cannot get out. They can't get out and shop for themselves or when they get out there, there's nothing there for them. And so they can't, and to get out is just a challenge. And now it's not even safe to ride on the little buses and the, you know, transportation that they have to, um, that's available for them, it's not safe to ride on that. So what is a person to do? There's more than enough. There's something more than you. So the realization and the release. Release the idea that there is not enough. So let me give you a little bit more of the story about Lazarus. Jesus got the message from the messenger that Martha said, that Lazarus was really ill and to come quickly. And Jesus said, he sleeps. What he meant by that was that Lazarus had transitioned. So this is how your consciousness right here speaking now. He makes his way back to Bethany and he gets there and there's weeping. All of the, the townspeople are there and they're weeping and they're sad because Lazarus has, has passed on. And he was in, laid in a tomb with a huge rock placed over it. And Jesus went there and says, he is not dead. He sleeps. Some people laughed him to scorn. It's like, really? We wrapped him. We know. He's dead. Right? And Jesus, this is the shortest verse in the Bible, John eleven thirty five. 35, Jesus wept. So I want you to imagine right now, today, your higher self saying, you have forgotten about me. You have forgotten that I am source, that I am more than enough, that anything you need and require is available for you if you just connect, get your head and put it to your heart and just say, I know that there is enough for me. So higher consciousness went to Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come forth. So Lazarus hobbles out. And before this, this is a good part. You know, his sisters were crying and they were admonishing Jesus in a way. It's like, you know, if you had been here, our brother wouldn't have died. And that's when Jesus told him he sleeps. So he said, he, you know, to open the, move the rock, and he called Lazarus forth. They didn't want him to. They said, well, surely, Lord, um, you know, he's been wrapped up in brick grave clothes and a rock in a hot desert for four days. He's going to smell. Maybe not. Leave him there. It's okay. We'll take your word for it, right? But Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Come forth. Think about it. You are spirit in expression. There is enough. There is more than enough. 
you are source. Your source has everything and all things. There is no shortage of supply. There's nothing but food. There's nothing but toilet paper. There's nothing but Perel. There is enough. If you hold on to that and just believe that there is enough. So Jesus calls him forth. And, you know, just kind of looking at these people there, they're kind of looking at him like, wow, what just happened, right? But Jesus had to tell them, untie him and let him go free. Release the thought that there is not enough. There is absolutely enough. Release the thought of lack and limitation. That was, okay. Um, <laughs> release the thought that there is lack and limitation and that there is not enough. And so when Lazarus came out and they untied him, what they freed him from was his way of thinking. And this is something that I invite you to do. Free yourself of this way of thinking that there is not enough, that there is lack and there is limitation, and that if you don't go out and get it all for yourself, you won't have enough. And if you go out and you have been a hoarder, then I just invite you to share, to share, and to think about people who are less fortunate. The other thing I think that's really critical, uh, Reverend Millian, that the story of uh, untie him and set him free, that it is the community that unties and sets free. And that's what's really important for us to understand, that we, the community, are the ones that are going to untie this and set people free. It is we who are doing all of this that's going to make a difference. So what can we do? You know, you heard Reverend Millie give a couple really good concrete things, but I think there are some other things that we can do as well. And I think if you, if you keep waiting for the doors to open, you'll be waiting a long time. But if you open your own door, create your own opportunities, then life will happen. So looking and taking care of our neighbors is really critically important. Uh, my friend Phyllis, who lives around the corner from us, um, is in her 80s, and um, she came back from England over the trip with her daughter and then and got sick. And um, she does not have the coronavirus, but she is uh, self-containing. And so one of the things that I looked at is we can do something for her. So I made a big pot of chicken vegetable soup and, uh, and delivered it to her door, rang the doorbell, and got back in my car. So there's lots of things, simple th things that we can really do as well. So rather than going out and buying and hoarding and not being able to share, there was a group of students decided to do something else. And it was a group of students who had all been rehearsing for this incredible concert and they felt very disappointed. So instead of moping around and deciding that they weren't going to be able to share their concert, they decided to open it up to the world. So I want you to watch and see what they did instead of hoarding and instead of seeing what they couldn't do, this is what they actually did.
just amazing. Somewhere over the rainbow, why can't I? And what I know is that in times of challenge is times of creativity. And if these students can find a creative way to be able to get their message, why can't I? Why can't you and I find creative ways to really touch and transform the world? There's no doubt that creativity is the most important human resource of all. Without creativity, there would be no progress, and we would be forever repeating the same patterns. It's happening in the medical field as they're being creative like they've never been before, that they're doing patterns and opening up opportunities like never before, because in the midst of crisis comes creativity, which moves us beyond what we ever thought was possible. Uh, I was watching this morning in Spain, um, there was a large apartment complex that was playing um, German music for the people in Italy to let them know that they weren't alone. Creativity. Here they are on their balconies, on their rooftops, all different sort of instruments just singing to let them know that they weren't alone. I have a feeling that in this crisis, we are being called to connect and be creative more than we've ever been before, to understand it's not about the stuff at all, it's always about taking care of each other. The universe does this thing where it lines with all the people, things, and situations that matches the energy that you put out. The more you improve yourself and raise your vibration, the more you will see things are beneficial to your well-being. I'm asking us this week to be creative in putting forth our energy. 
in understanding that the universe works through us, that we can untie and set people free in the most creative ways with being six feet apart, not having to touch, not having to hug, but finding incredible and creative ways to pick up the phone and call people, to send creativity as well. So this week, we're asking you, what is yours to do? What is ours to do? And as we heard Millie talk about, ours is not to hoard. Secondly, let us be mindful of those that are less fortunate than we are. Let us not buy into fear and limitation. Let us not buy into limitation. Let us not buy into there is not enough. You know, the other story that Jesus did is the multiplication of the loaves and fishes. Here there was only a couple loaves and five fishes, and we were able to feed thousands. I have a belief that in this crisis that we're in, we have the ability to feed. And last but not least, what action will you take this week? What creative means will you do to reach out and touch the community like never been before? So join Reverend Millie and I in prayer. There is one powerful presence in the universe we call God, Spirit. That divine energy that is wholeness, that powerful peace that permeates in the breath that we are breathing at this moment. It is the divine energy in the hands of the healthcare workers. It is the divine energy in sharing all that we have with each other. It is the powerful presence of love. It is the powerful healing and energy. And I know that I am a part of this allness that is everywhere and that is all things. And as I know this for myself, I know this for, for each and every sentient being on the planet. I know this for all of those who are ill, for those who have moved on into the next yet to be. I know for each and every person that is on this plane, right here and right now, connects with that inner knowingness that God is all that there is. God is love and peace. And as God is love and peace, God creates from this seeming this, this seeming pandemic that has us so neutralized right now and so paralyzed. I know for each and every one of us that this is an opportunity to connect in ways that have, we have never connected before, to be present and to be loving and kind and to be mindful of those who are, are challenged right now with getting out and with having things and with having enough to eat and with being in a place where they cannot provide for themselves. I know that this is an opportunity for love to come forth and just say, God says there is enough and I believe it. This is an absolute opportunity to just be in the presence with spirit and to just know that through this time, there is a new awakening. There is something new being birthed. There is a new earth that is beginning to express. And I know this for each and every person, as we connect with each other as in never before, we do so from that place of heart. For we know 
that we are one in God, one with God, and we are just loving, and we just hold on, hold on to the faith, and just know that there is nothing, there's absolutely nothing that says there is not enough except for our limited way of thinking. We're unlimited, boundless expressions of God, and I am so grateful. And so what I know is that there is a healing going on and we open our hearts to it. I know that the solution is already in atmosphere. We just open up our possibility thinking, knowing that it is unfolding perfectly. I know it is unfolding perfectly through the minds of science, through the power of spirit, through the healing of all those who are nurturing, all those who are experiencing any sort of pain. So what I give such great thanks for is that we are powerful beyond measure. I'm so grateful for CSL Colorado Springs for our generosity and who we are. I am so grateful for these principles that pushes us beyond our limits, knowing that all is well. And so knowing this is the truth as we have spoken it, I simply release this under the universal law, knowing the minute I have spoken this, the universe matches our energy causes the healing, the solution is available, and all flows with such ease and grace. And so I simply release this, and with one voice we sing and we affirm together. I am the place where God lives, moves and breathes and has its being. I am the place where God shows up. This is the time in our service where we get to circulate our good and our prosperity, not buying into fear, knowing that money is nothing but energy 
And as we let the expression of that energy go, it comes to us. So we're going to invite you to give your tithe and your gift in a different way. So if you are used to just mailing in your check, you can simply do that on the bottom of the screen. In just a moment will be our address. You can also give to us um, just by hitting the donate button on our site. We ask you at this time to really contribute to your spiritual community to allow that flow to happen. So place your hands over your heart and let us pray our affirmation together. I joyfully celebrate the flow of God through me. I am grateful for receiving and giving to my spiritual community. I give thanks, always knowing God is my source, and so it is. Can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. It's gonna be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. Yes, it's gonna be a bright, bright. Such a day. I think I can make it now. Faith is gone. All of the bad feelings have disappeared. Here is the rainbow I've been praying for. It's gonna be a
You guys are amazing. Absolutely amazing. All right, a couple of reminders. Uh, this week, we start the course, Journey of Souls, and we're going to do that virtually. So if you have not signed up yet, you do not want to miss this incredible, incredible course, um, really looking at what goes on in between lives and this amazing study that is done in this powerful book. So um, right there on the website, you can simply sign up. You'll be given a link, and you'll be able to join us live uh, this coming week. Uh, we'll start it on Tuesday night. It's going to be very, very exciting, and you do not want to miss it. So sign up for that as well. Our next course that's coming up is Spiritual Economics, and that'll be coming in a few weeks as well. just want to alert you to that so that it's on your radar as well. And we're going to be able to do that class virtually as well, depending on what's really happening on the planet. And we ask you to continue to support us as we're doing the fundraiser uh, called Building Their World, which is a world that's filled with possibility for our youth and really being able to redo our space downstairs. So we're asking you to continue to contribute to that as well. And if you are in need of prayer, our practitioners are available. And so we're going to invite you to put your prayer requests. Um, you have an opportunity on our website to ask for prayer. So just know that uh, you can just tap on there, tell us exactly what you need for prayer, and our practitioners are going to hold that in consciousness for you all week long. So I want to thank you for joining us virtually today, and uh, I'm going to invite you to uh, open your hearts as we sing our closing song together with the peace song. I hope you enjoyed our service and the message today. Thank you for attending today. 
We here at Center for Spiritual Living have a big, hairy, audacious goal, and it's to bring inspiration and positivity and to be the change we want to see in the world. But we need your help. By clicking on the donate button, your donation today will help empower us to take these powerful principles that have changed so many lives out into the world. Imagine living your best life without guilt or fear or hell or damnation. What if you knew that you are perfect just the way you are? You are filled with such goodness. What we know is that you have a spirit in you expressing itself uniquely as you. That's a message that our world so needs to hear at this time. I thank you for your donation. I also encourage you to check out some of our life courses here on the website. These incredible courses will give you the tools that you need to transform and continue to grow spiritually. You can do these courses at your own pace and you'll be joining with hundreds of others who have said yes to expanding their lives. Thank you for being with us today. We look forward to your next visit with us.